Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Ian Williams on the line. Ian, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for asking, Michael. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So for those that uh, don't know you, I want you to share a little bit about yourself and then we'll dive into your book and, and other things that you're doing. I always uh, hate the exercise of just words. Um, short tagline is author, speaker, business advisor. Uh, published a book in February entitled Soil and Spirit. Um, so obviously, I do speaking engagements uh, around that. I'm also an organizational consultant. Uh, that's kind of my day job. I do speaking engagements around that as well. So a bit of personal development as well as organizational development fill, fill up my professional life. No, and, and we talked about this briefly during the pre-show. A lot of the work that you do intertwines with each other. It's not like it's all these siloed different things that your toolbox kind of flows through and you use... You know, all your tools when you're you're working with clients or speaking from the stage or you know writing books, I would imagine. Yeah, I think I mean the easiest way to describe what I do is that the book is really my personal manifesto. Um, <clears throat> I spend a lot of time thinking about some big challenges, climate crisis, social justice, uh, things like this. And as far as I can tell, the most effective way to address all of those grand challenges is for individuals to do their own personal work, right? Because if we're engaged in our own personal transformation and development, we're going to become more effective agents of change out in the world. And of course, that process requires a great deal of self-awareness to know where do you want to show up and what skill set you have in order to show up the best way. But the book is, again, really kind of the geared towards personal development and trying to contextualize for the reader the responsibility that they have as an individual to be a part of creating the world that they want to see. And, you know, the, the work with organizations is, it's similar, it's just a little bit blown up, right? So we, uh, we help mission-driven organizations scale culture and capacity. So we're focusing on business process, but we're also largely focused focused on employee well-being, the theory of change is almost identical. This idea that if we can engage the people within that organization, they're not only going to be more effective within the organization, thus increasing the organization's impact, they're also going to be more effective agents of change outside the workplace so that they can go home on a Thursday night and either be with their family or coach the Little League or you know, volunteer somewhere, do some, some form of community service, as opposed to going home on a Thursday night and complaining about how awful their workday was. Yeah, it's important work that you know you're doing, and the book, you know, obviously helps guide that. Because one of the things that I notice, just you know, in you know, walking around town or going to different places or having conversations with some people, is it seems like a lot of people are in that ladder type of thing where you mentioned they get home on a Thursday night and they complain about their job and they sit in front of the television and. Uh, just kind of zone out until they go to bed uh, unless they pass out on their couch. And it's uh, the self-awareness and self-actualization is something that I think a lot of people really need 
some guidance on. So, you know, how, you know, how do you work with that? Cause I know you, you, you have in the book and in, in, in the work that you do, but you know, if somebody isn't necessarily self-aware or, you know, they're not, you know, fully aware of what self-actualization even means for them, you know, what are some steps that you guide people to kind of start that journey so they become better for themselves, which in turn makes it better for the world? You know, I think the easy, um, the easy answer is that it starts with why, but the reality was that was not the answer for me. Um, at least when my own self-actualization work started, uh, and, and we don't necessarily need to dive deep into that story. If listeners are curious, they can find it in many other podcasts or, you know, you can reach out to me directly, but I think it starts with curiosity, you know, and that curiosity can come from a number of places. It might just be that internal drive to uh, feel, you know, like there's, you're feeling like there's more to life and you're not exactly sure what it is, but you want to go find out. It might be curiosity about this big challenge in the world that you want to be a part of solving, um, this movement that you want to be a part of. But starting with curiosity about self, I think is really the place that we lay the foundation for self-awareness. I think that's what this work boils down to. And so when I use the term self-awareness, specifically when the, within the context of service, um, I'm, I'm always trying to triangulate between a few different things. One, what are people's passions or interests? Two, what are their skill sets? And three, how do those things converge in order to create something that's unique to that individual? In order to learn the answers to those questions, we, need to, we just need to get curious. We need to start exploring. So on the individual level, that's usually where I say start. Just, just start. It really doesn't even matter where. But if you're curious and you follow the breadcrumb trail, you'll eventually build the self-awareness that begins to bring key insights that'll guide your next steps. From an organizational level, you know, it needs to be a little bit more structured. Um, and so we've tried to systemize that process to the best of our ability based off of our experience, as well as the theory and the research. Again, it starts with discovery. Oftentimes we're coming in and if leaders that we're working with, uh, which is primarily who we target right in the very initial early stages, aren't exactly clear with where they want to go and what they want the outcomes of the work to be, we start with the discovery process there, right? Working through that constructive thought uh, exercises in order to get them to a clear vision and end goal, because that sets the benchmark for everything we can measure and track along the way. If they are clear where they want to be, then we start with a discovery process around what are the roadblocks to getting there? What's hanging you up? That often involves qualitative research and analysis. So depending on the size of the organization, we might even be doing you know, one-to-one or small group interviews with frontline staff, or we might be administering larger surveys. The idea is we want to uncover the huge points. And we want, to un- we want to understand not only from the top down, but as well as from the bottom up, What's driving this organization? What makes it a sticky place where people want to stay? What, what makes it a toxic place where people want to leave? What's preventing people from being the most um, efficient and effective in their work from a day-to-day basis? As we learn those things, it creates a picture of the organization. And then next phase is moving into custom design. So we're often designing specific custom programs tailored to the needs of our clients to address those needs. 
we're helping facilitate that process and working with leaders and teams to integrate those programs or initiatives along the way. So I would say it starts with discovery. And certainly there's a sense of, you know, commitment and stick to itness that's also required. But putting curiosity and self-awareness and commitment together in a melting pot, you can get some pretty magical results. I love that you use curiosity as something because it's in the work that I do and have done with with teams and with people on burnout recovery and ultimately they want to prevent it is when they're doing the work and reflecting back on how they ended up burning out, I, I, I train them on approaching it with a level of curiosity. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be judgmental. Just look at it as if you're studying something for the first time and you've never you know, experienced it before. And like, okay, I did this, I did this. But again, it's, it's difficult to remove the emotions from it because, you know, it typically it's things that you have done in your life that you're not happy about or you're not pleased with where you are right now. But it's, you know, that discovery. And again, you know, when you mentioned to the exercise of, you know, what are your skills or your gifts? You know, what are your passions? You know, what areas can you marry those two together in, you know, a career path or something to do to uh, keep yourself busy or productive to society? When you start thinking about that, you become more aware of who you are. And, you know, going back to what I said a few minutes ago, you know, there's a lot of people that really don't know who they are. And I, I find that sad. I've been there myself, so I, it's not like I don't understand the concept, but it's, it, it, it's sad. And I think especially over these last few years uh, from the pandemic and everything else that's going on in the world, uh, I think a lot of people were really thrown off by things and they necessarily didn't do the work on themselves to understand what you know, makes them them. And it, it, it shows, you know, and in a lot of things that we're seeing in today. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think, you know, that's one thing that I've actually been really excited about over the last couple of years um, is it seems to me that the COVID era has provided an opportunity for people to just think more critically about their lives and their decision-making process. And I also you know, I, I, we can't really have this conversation about without talking about equity. Um, there are many people who didn't have a choice, right? They just needed to continue to work um, in the jobs that they were in, and uh, and so we can't we can't ignore that fact. But for for the people who had the opportunity to really evaluate where they were at in life and who had the the resources and the wherewithal and the privilege to do that. It's one thing that I've been really excited to watch uh, just kind of unfold over the last couple of years. Because, you know, if we think back, for, for example, to the Great Resignation, you had a whole bunch of people who put a flag in the ground and said, this isn't it. And I don't necessarily know what the next thing is, but I know it's not here. And they left. And some of those people have learned, you know, oh, I actually had it better than I thought I did. People have completely transformed their lives. And as challenging as COVID is, was, and, and quite honestly continues to be, like we're not through this COVID era, it's not appropriate to talk about it in past tense, it provides an opportunity for people to be a bit more intentional 
And that intentionality, I think, is something that, again, it's, it's an essential ingredient to this process of self-actualization. It's an, it's an essential ingredient in the process of organizational development. Um, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that we say when we're working with clients is every organization has a culture. It's just whether it's an intentional one or not. If you haven't been intentional about creating your culture, you've got one, but it's just by default. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also not necessarily a good thing. We can be intentional about this process. And so to your point about personal, having personal experience with knowing what it's like to be lost in life, <clears throat> excuse me, I can resonate with that as well. And the work that I'm doing now was born out of this process of self-commitment to self-discovery, you know, and learning about myself and my skills and my interests and also my experiences. And I can resonate with knowing what it's like to be at a place in life where you're not really sure what you want to do. Um, and it's one thing that I've been actually excited to watch over the last couple of years uh, during COVID is the opportunity for people to think more critically and be more intentional about their decision-making, not just in a professional sense, but also in a personal sense. You know, and so if we think back to the great resignation and a bunch of people who put their flag in the ground and said, I'm going to go seek something different. It's not even about whether that decision was right or wrong, good or bad, black or white. It's about the fact that so many people had the opportunity to, to just be intentional about making a different decision. You know, and again, um, we, we can't really have that conversation about COVID without also having a conversation about equity. There were plenty of people who did not have the privilege or the opportunity to decide to go somewhere else. Um, and that's not a separate conversation from the one that we're having. I think it, it's actually directly connected to it in the sense that for me, my life is about service. And the work that we do with organizations is about serving with the goal of having individuals develop the agency to go be of service in a greater capacity in their own lives. We do not tell people what that service is or should look like. We're simply trying to provide a platform for people to build the skill sets necessary in order to go be of service in whatever way they define that. And so it's an important, uh, it's an important conversation to have and to, to understand the connection between the personal insights and self-discovery and how organizations manifest in terms of culture and their impact outside the walls of the organization. It's kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and it's, you know, like you said before, the, you know, every organization has a culture, but the uh, strong ones are intentional. And it reminds me of when I took over a healthcare clinic and they had just a tremendous amount of annual turnover. And these are medical clinicians that were leaving. You know, this was before the Great Resignation, but it definitely looked like it. A lot of people were, were leaving. And, you know, I reduced the turnover quite a bit after my first year there because I was intentional on establishing the culture that I knew would be healthy for them so they could be healthy and helpful to our patients because pretty much every one of the patients came in, they usually go in when they're not feeling well. So you want to make sure you're, you're the best. So that way you can help them and just created an environment that was healthy, diverse, we had 16 different countries represented in this organization. That was intentional. Now, I didn't post ads saying, I need to hire a nurse practitioner from Nigeria. I just happened to get some applications 
And the NP that I'd hired, you know, was originally from Nigeria or Poland or Israel or Germany or Pakistan or Trinidad and Tobago. You know, it was uh, just an absolute amazing journey um, to see how diverse that organization was. And just because we were attracting the talent with people that came from different backgrounds, which made us a more robust and healthy organization. And it was also representative of our patient population in that area as well. And by doing that, you know, patients could speak in their native language. That is a big deal for people because they're more comfortable with, you know, saying this is what I'm feeling because they may not know the English word for back pain or joint pain or something like that, but they could, they do in their natural language. And it, again, it just improved the outcomes and people, you know, were, you know, much happier staff, patients, everybody as well. So it's that intent, you know, intent to learn more about yourself, intent to serve uh, and, and help each other because healthy organizations and healthy people make for healthy societies. Exactly. And, and that, that's our theory of change, right? When, with, when we're working with organizations, we work from the inside out. Um, when I'm speaking on personal or spiritual development, we're working from the inside out. And the reality, as far as I can see, is in order to effectively address some of these grand challenges, again, like we were talking about before, we need individuals who can show up in an authentic and transparent way. And that's actually what the data says about healthy organizational culture as well, right? It's not enough to say, hey, look, these are our refreshed mission, vision, values, and then to not change anything about the way work happens in the workplace. Um, and it starts with authenticity, and it starts with transparency. And oftentimes, you know, leaders, i.e. people in positions of um, hierarchical power within the organization, need to start. They need to start that process. But the other thing that we always try and remind our clients of is that there are leaders without within every organization at every level, you know, from top to bottom and left to right. And the leaders of people in positions of power may not be the leaders of culture. They might not be the people that are making it a sticky place to work. And knowing who those people are within the organization, again, creates... It's a more holistic understanding. It develops greater awareness around that organizational culture. And the more you learn, the more informed you are, the better decisions you can make. Um, and so to go back to that thread of curiosity and self-awareness and commitment, you know, if we toss in authenticity and transparency to the mix, I think that's important too. And it requires a great deal of honesty, not only with ourselves, but then vulnerability to put that honesty on display for others and to be transparent about it. And Again, as far as I can see, this is really what we need to do as a species, as a civilization, because we have a lot of challenging, difficult conversations that we not only need to have, and some of them are being had, but we need to see them through. And in order to see them through, as opposed to, you know, reach an impasse somewhere in the middle, we need to be able to be honest and authentic. And that's so important for all of us to remember. So, Ian, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you. Where can people find out more about you, your book, and all this amazing work you're doing? Yeah, if you're interested in reading the book, uh, the title is Soil and Spirit. You can find it on any online major retailer. Um, if you want to just get into my ecosystem, go to www.reviveyouandi.com. It's the word revive, 
the letter U, A-N-D-I dot com. Um, that'll obviously point you to the book. You subscribe to the newsletter, you'll get a free digital sample of the book um, if you just want a little teaser. It'll also lead you to a four-way into our consulting work. Um, it's I keep saying our because the organization is more than just me, but uh, you'll find a link to another website, stillpointinsight.com. Um, and that's our consulting organization. So if you want to learn about me, Revive You and I, consulting work, you can either go there or stillpointinsight.com. And then uh, if you want to find me on social, my handle is just at Revive You and I on all the major channels. Awesome. I'll definitely have that show note or have that information in the show notes, I should say. Ian, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you and, and love this work you're doing. So thanks again for being on the show. Appreciate the opportunity, Michael. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.